Our Plexus Education Leadership Podcast guest today, Superintendent Dr. Joey Adame, has enjoyed a career that has brought him full circle back to his northern San Joaquin Valley roots. He has held positions in California's Central Valley, Southern California, California's Central Coast, San Francisco Bay Area, and then back to his alma mater, Gridley High School, where he served as principal prior to his appointment as the superintendent at Los Molinos Unified School District in Los Molinos, California. From humble roots to humble leadership, Dr. Adame is a community advocate who understands how to build and maintain academic achievement in his schools. Throughout his career, all of his schools have seen dramatic increases in their API scores, an incredible achievement, and a testament to his love of the students, his team, and his community. Dr. Adame shines each and every day. Welcome, everyone, to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast. Uh, my name is David Lindervers. I'm the Vice President of the Plexus Foundation. And today, I'm very excited to have Superintendent Joey Adame from Los Molinos School District in, excuse me, Los Molinos Unified School District um, up in Northern California, about, would you say, half an hour from Chico? Yeah, we're about 24 minutes just north of Chico. 24 minutes. He's a proud Chico alum and yeah. CU alum. Um, and it's just awesome to have you. I'm really excited to have you on here. And, you know, as we were chatting beforehand, you know, to know that you race mountain bikes and I love mountain biking and that's always like a connection when you're, whenever oh, there's absolutely. like mountain biker connections. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, we could talk forever about that. That's true. Sure. That's true. I mean, more than that in common, right. As far as education, yeah. dedication mm -hmm. to the kids. Um, absolutely. I think that's one of the things I'm really excited to hear more about you and your background yeah. and, and just get to know you better and be able to share yeah. this with others too. Now, yeah. if Los Molinos is a relatively small rural district, correct? Yeah. We're about 700 kids. Or okay. So we're um, a K-12 district. So awesome. we also have uh, Vina, which is a little community just north of Chico um, that is part of our district. So we have small little towns. That also includes Los Molinos. It's uh, Los Molinos, Tehama. We also have kids that feed into us from uh, Lassen View School District. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, very uh, proud little district with uh, a lot of awesome kids, good people, and hardworking people that really care about uh, their children. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about this area. You know, I, it's good to hear that. You know, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the other podcast, but I've had quite a few podcasts with superintendents that are in districts your size, 700 to 1500, right? In that range. And um, a lot of rural, right? A lot of challenges from the standpoint of, you know, job opportunities, you know, free and reduced lunch, mm -hmm. um, even language learners, all of those things, which the schools are such a key place in the community for people to connect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, I think when you have a small district, there's some challenges that come with that because we, we still have to serve right. all of our students and provide the same level quality of education as bigger school districts. So we just have to be a little bit creative and really work hard to um, really provide those programs and ensure that they're making academic success. So it's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it, it, it's nice because you're able to get to know every kid. Mm -hmm. but we also have to still provide the same level of, of, uh, of programs as bigger districts. 
It's true. In California, I mean, it's such a big state and the needs are different in each area. Um, as you were sharing before, you, you're in an area that I'm from, I was familiar with Monterey, Salinas, you know, Monterey Peninsula Unified School District. Um, the needs there, I know there's some similar, but they're also very different at the same time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you're, you were, your background too. So you were in Monterey for a little bit. I know you mentioned Martin Luther King School up there on the hill. Looking at, I uh, mean, the views from up there are beautiful, first of all. Yeah. So let me, let me kind of tell you a little bit about myself. So yeah. I'm, I, I was born and raised in Gridley. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, you mentioned Live Oak. We're kind of by there. So, um, uh, you know, lived there, was a son of a farm worker family, worked in the fields when I was a kid. And, um, you know, education was the highest priority for myself and my brothers. And uh, I always saw myself going into education. And I started off as a school counselor, actually, in Oxnard, okay. California. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right so, on the coast. Um, yeah, right on the coast there, kind of by Santa Barbara, Ventura. Yep. I started off as a school counselor there, um, implemented a lot of awesome programs for kids, social skills peer mediators, stuff like that, PBIS-related uh, programs. Okay. And then I ended up in uh, Madeira by Fresno. Um, I was an assistant principal there for several years uh, for their uh, court community day programs, which I have to tell you, that's probably one of the most memorable experiences that I have because huh. those kids were, uh, um, you know, challenging uh, kiddos that, uh, were not successful in the public school system. So mm -hmm. they either made mistakes, either committed crimes or got expelled. And just working with those kids and creating relationships with them, I, I think that departure from that position was probably one of the most memorable for me because those kids really uh, created connections with me. I was almost like a father figure to those kids. That's and, powerful. Uh, oh, That's really incredible. powerful. And, uh, you know, most of these kids just didn't have a good male role model in their lives. So um, and when I always think about my, the evolution of my career, I always go back to mm. that first administrative assignment. And, uh, and it reminds me of the power of uh, relationships that you can have and how you can move students in the right direction. So, and then from there, I ended up in Seaside. Okay. In Monterey as my first principalship there and Martin Luther King Jr., it was a middle school there. Um, K actually, it was a K-8 school back then. Oh, and, that's uh, right. Yeah, it was a K school back then. And uh, uh, another awesome experience uh, uh, that we ended up uh, increasing student achievement there a couple of years. Uh, scores went up. And, uh, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy doing, uh, David, is I really enjoy going into a school that needs um, a strong leader. And, and really implement that change that's needed, uh, you know, to really increase that academic growth uh, in, in English and math and uh, literacy, numeracy. And that's a passion for me, while at the same time providing those socio-emotional programs that, that kids need uh, right. to be successful. Because at the end of the day, kids come to school with stuff inside that we don't know nothing about. This is true. You know, That's true. They, they they come to school and and if if they can have a connection with somebody uh, that can uh, help them move in the right direction, then 
that's something that I really hold to the highest standard is making connections and then really focusing on curriculum and instruction and, and finding those gaps and gotcha. tar- targeting those gaps by um, you know, looking at data and forming instruction. So from there, I, I ended up going to West Fresno um, and took on a principalship there. And I have to tell you, David, that that West Fresno position, uh, I, you know, I, I, I've been in a lot of difficult uh, um, situations where I've come in and and uh, really uh, had to implement change immediately, right. Right. immediately for the uh, for the sake of the students and the community. And uh, West Fresno was actually a uh, a district that was uh, taken over by the state of California. Oh, state uh, state takeover! Yeah, oh, wow! It's, it's a state takeover back then, and that particular school was a third. Uh, most uh, declining in its student achievement in the state of California. Wow. Uh, when I when when I went, uh, I think there were like a five forty five API when I got there, um, and I was there three years, and we went from five forty five API to seven hundred uh, in the time that I was there. And I have to tell you, it's that that was a testament, really. What the work that we did there with the teachers, the classified staff, and and the community yeah. was just phenomenal. Because sometimes you hear, you know, from educators that you can't really increase a high level of student achievement in either uh, neighborhoods that have violence or 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 uh, extreme poverty or uh, single parent homes. I don't buy any of that. I think any student Agreed. can learn. And in West Fresno, West Fresno, we did it. We we implemented this this environment. And what I told my staff was, look, we can't change their environment, but we can change the environment at school. So when they walk on campus, we're going to say hi to them. We're going to treat them like they're our kids, and and we're going to create that environment that they really want and it, it and i tell you it's uh and and i always bring up west fresno whenever i uh, have conversations or i do uh, uh speeches or conferences or so on because it is it is one of those remarkable experiences i'm very fortunate to be that's honest, incredible that that i was able to be in in that role and i still those kids i still uh, I still know a lot of those kids and, and, uh, and this, what they did, our math scores, English scores were competing with private school scores, uh, by the time I left there. And, uh, so yeah, it was Fresno's incredible experience. And then from there, I went to South San Jose okay, and, and uh, took on a principalship at a middle school, uh, that was, uh, part of the Morgan, Morgan Hill Unified School District. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was there. I was there three years, um, and uh, the same thing. Um, went in there and worked with good people, and got the test scores up, and got kids connected to school and their environment. Uh, created uh, programs for kids, and uh, yeah, that that that's another one that that's amazing that uh, that I think about frequently as well. I have to tell you, Dave. I, I'm I'm honestly I'm. I've been a superintendent for six years. I'm going on my seventh year and I'm blessed. 
yeah. for every every position that I've ever held and the good people that I work with, uh, teachers, district staff, um, is this, but Morgan Hill, Martin Murphy Middle School. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have a video that I, that I, that I have on my phone from their departure, my departure <laughs> from them and the dedication of those students to me when I left. And oh, that's I, awesome. I, I tell you, it's, it's a tearjerker. It's uh, those kids, uh, uh, I, I didn't realize the impact that I, that I made with those kids mm-hmm. and, uh, and just to hear them talk about how they felt, uh, is just powerful. Sometimes I just watch that video just to remind myself, uh, what my purpose is. And so from, from that's there, important. I, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, and I think a lot of superintendents, you know, going through COVID and all those crazy yeah. changes, I think we, a lot of our, the stress levels were, were tested during that time and and um just a little bit i'm kidding yeah, we of were going through, a lot yeah, we were going through a lot of uh changes and yeah. and and uh, i think the mental health of ourselves right yeah. and and keeping ourselves true to the work that we need to do was is, is something that that we always have to keep that in the back of our mind is we also have to remain uh strong uh, and stable for the people that we serve. And, and sometimes that yeah. means reminding yourself of what, of, of what it is that you're doing and, and taking some of those memories that are pretty mm-hmm. powerful and let it drive you, uh, kind of where you need to go. So, so from that's there, such a good point. Yeah. I just want to say that's such a good point that you're talking about because as superintendents and principals, it can feel very lonely in those roles. And you're right. That's people so look so to sad. you to be strong. Cool. It doesn't matter what day, what time. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Adame is the guy who's strong for us. And you do have to get your strength and renew yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's important. It's like a mission, David. Yeah. It really is. I mean, that's true. It's, uh, the most successful superintendents, and I know a lot of them. I know just I have a lot of good friends and um, that are just really, really good people. And they they have the same philosophy that I do is you you treat your job like a mission you're you're you know you're you're going in and you're immersing yourself in the work that needs to be done and and, and that means uh, whether it's you know working at nights weekends whatever whatever is needed uh you 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 get it done absolutely so, so from there uh david i went to uh, gridley as a high school principal in my hometown Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, one of my full uh, circle, huh? Yeah, one of my buddies. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's it's a cool story. One of my buddies, uh, Rick Rubino, he, he just a, an old friend of mine. Um, and he calls me up. I was at that. I was like the sea otter, getting ready to race, <laughs> and he calls me and he says, "Hey, uh, how would you like to be the principal of your hometown high school principal?" <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing in Gridley, dude? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, that would be incredible. And so I oh wow, and ended up taking the job. And uh, I had a accident, actually, when I lived in, I was at Morgan Hill during that time. I got hit by a truck on my mountain bike. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I was wearing my helmet. Um, oh my goodness! I was riding to the trailhead uh, in Gilroy, and I got hit by this this Toyota truck and dragged me about fifty feet. And I ended Holy up getting 
Yeah, it was it was it was, it was crazy. I ended it's up getting, terrifying. I ended up getting out of that with some broken ribs and uh, a patella fracture. And but I tell you that Rocky Mountain Switch downhill bike, not a dent at all. It's <laughs> I, I still got that in my garage. <laughs> It's still in my garage. I'm never going to sell that bike. <laughs> no, for those so, mountain bikers out there listening, they still understand why you're like, yeah. not a dent in the bike. <laughs> yeah. And so I, uh, and so, you know, I ended I had to recover and, uh, then I ended up going back, going there, taking that assignment and, uh, awesome experience to be in my hometown and, yeah. and, and working with uh, those folks. And oh, was that high school principal? Yeah. I was a high school principal. In okay. Grimley. You said that, and, right. Yeah, nice. and um, incredible work that was done there. I, I tell you, I, I'll give a big shout out to those Greeley High School teachers for what they've done and what they're still doing. Yeah, yeah. There. But um, a lot of career technical ed, uh, innovative mm. programs that we implemented there, uh, PBIS initiatives, our scores went through the roof, um, and uh, we were awarded in 2017 a gold ribbon uh award from the state of california oh uh, wow the work that we did there and uh yeah a lot of a lot of good times um gridley is a very very awesome community a lot of rich traditions uh and me coming there uh, to be the principal of the high school just half a mile from the hospital when i was born was that's incredible that's pretty awesome. So. You know, it's it, it's funny. Like when you listen to the research about where people live, like how often people end up like less than 50 miles from where they grew up. And here you yeah. are back in your hometown yeah. at the yeah. high school. And when you're walking down the halls again as the principal, we're like, boy, I remember this. Well, you well know, halls, you know, what I mean, <laughs> I know California high schools don't have yeah. halls necessarily. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my good childhood friends, there, uh, Jesse Barajas, he's a school counselor there. He's still there. Um, and I had kids coming up to me saying, you know, Mr. Adame, my dad knows you. Oh. I'm like, you know, what's, what's your dad's name? And they're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen him in forever, right? So it was pretty cool to connect with a, lot, cool. of, a lot of the people that knew me yeah. as a kid. And, uh, and just to make those connections and serve their children and, and uh, you know, take that school where I needed to go. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome experience. So from there, actually, I ended up in uh, Los Molinos. So I, okay. I, uh, I was hired as a superintendent in Los Molinos and uh, started in June, July of 2017. And I've been here ever since. And uh, uh, excellent board. Uh, yes, the board. Love really, talking really, about the board. Yes. Re- really good folks. I have to tell you, I, I'm pretty lucky that that mm-hmm. uh, I got um, that I'm able to serve alongside uh, some of my board members that I, I, I they just love this community. They're all about kids, just yeah. like I am. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, go out of their way to um, whenever there's a need, they they rally the community. They they work together uh, to uh, implement programs um, and whether it be a new uh, um, you know, football scoreboard. One of our ex board members, Joe Botts, who was board president for here for many years. Uh, her brother donated a football scoreboard for. Uh, oh, it's fantastic! 
and and the, we haven't had a new board for I don't know 30 40 years so that was a huge upgrade so that's just a testament of 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 what this um, area this little district uh, does for our kids so been here like I said six years going on my seventh year uh, absolutely love it have an excellent people that that I work with from yeah, teachers, yeah. from teachers to uh, bus drivers, custodians. Uh, um, actually we're, we're talking about podcasts and I think I mentioned to you that I have my own podcast where I uh, um, interview some of my students, high school students that are moving on to college. And my echo in that podcast is a gentleman by the name of Oscar Juarez and he's my maintenance and transportation director. Okay. Also a childhood friend from Gridley. <laughs> and so, and so uh, he, uh, that guy's awesome. But, um, you know, we, we interview kids and, and, uh, and talk about their um, goals, achievements. Mm-hmm. And also, and also they share their wisdom as, um, as far as the struggles that they went through and the challenges and what they've overcome. And that's good for other kids to hear. Yes, absolutely. Especially the eighth grade, ninth graders that are moving up, uh, you know, just, just to hear uh, their journey, and and maybe they can take some advice from uh, from those students. And so, yeah, as far as uh, achievements for for my district, and yeah, 2000, in 2019 we were awarded the district level career technical ed. Uh, Achievement Award for Career Technical Education from the state of California for the district. And then the high school was awarded the uh, Distinguished School Award in 2019 as well. So a lot of good work. Um, is that, now, is that, what, what does the state do to recognize you for that award well, or that uh, recognition? Like, what did you do? I guess yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, tell us the meat. That's, yeah, that's yeah. actually a good question. And so um, it is tied to academic student achievement. Okay. Uh, more so in math and English. Okay. There's also other criteria, for example, career technical education um, programs. Which, gotcha. Which we, we um, when I came here, we were able to implement a new welding facility, mm. a new floral design program, and uh, it just really provide those, those opportunities for students so that they can leave, not only with a high school diploma, but also leave with some type of industry certification and experience that they can move on and uh, be able to secure a job that pays reasonably be what well, reasonably well while they're going yeah. to college. So uh, just, you know, criteria like that is important. Um, suspension rates, all those other dashboard uh, uh, measures uh, are right. included. And then, and then the fill out an application and they look at it and then they state decides which schools get awarded. So it, it was an honor for, for this area. For our that's awesome and our, and our parents to receive that and we like to hang our hat on that but we're not done just there we're we're of course we're still moving in the right direction we have some significant growth last year in math and english across the district and we're looking at capitalizing on that this year uh with some of the initiatives that we implemented uh, we're really big on professional learning communities and uh, mm. cycle, cycle of inquiry data analysis uh to inform instruction and then also uh, positive behavior intervention systems for kids. Uh, so we have like uh, that. we have a lot of social skill uh, development uh, training for kids. We have peer mediator programs, safe school ambassadors. We have uh, and then sports. 
we're, we're a big sports community. Uh, we believe that uh, kids should be playing a sport while they're going to school. Yeah. It yeah. keeps them busy. It keeps them, uh, it uh, teaches them the teamwork philosophy. This you is know, true. You know, changes you. Of, yeah. Being part of a team. And uh, we've invested quite a bit in our sports programs and, uh, and, and, and we've been competitive through the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, our softball team made it to the state playoffs last year. Uh, with, oh, we're expecting good. our baseball team to make it. Our football team has been in section playoffs almost every year. And uh, and it's been like that <laughs> since 2017 when I came here. Uh, and, and, and as a superintendent, that's that's an area that uh, is important to me. I, yes. I, I, like, I, I like to um, support sports and academic programs as well as social emotional uh, ones as well for our students so that we can have all those three components together. And, and, and that really um, provides uh, some well-rounded support for our kids. And, and the idea behind social emotional learning is it's, if I understand it correctly too, it's integrated throughout everything you do versus Oh, yeah, just absolutely. well okay we take care of your emotions and then you do math like it's all and you mentioned this earlier and i thought it was really interesting too because i think similarly where kids bring with them what they have yeah. and as yeah. employees it's the same right we bring the number one impact on everyone's work or school is what you bring with you from home mm -hmm. and that whether it's good bad or ugly right the whole thing all of it and and to know that that's a continuum, that school's a continuum of life, not just separate from what we do. And work is not separate from what we do. It's life. It's just what we do. I love that you you do that with them, getting involved in the athletics and the positive interventions, because that's that shows where you can go versus where you've been. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we don't know the impact that we will make on a kid. Maybe when a kid's 40, 50 years old, they're going to mention that elementary teacher or that high school <laughs> teacher that changed them. I know for me, you know, I have educators that have had an impact yeah. on, 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 on mine. You know, I can name a couple right now. Tony Monreal was a deputy superintendent for the state of California and huge mentor of mine. Um, Ken Magdaleno is another guy that that uh, I emulated a lot of my um, perspectives, I think, uh, through through him and and the advice that he's given me. Um, and uh, those two those two guys I will be friends with. I'll be friends with them for the rest of my life, and I keep in contact with them. I assist them, and that's awesome. Their organizations, when they need uh, my help, uh, I'm, you know, I'm there. But um, yeah, it's sometimes we, we don't do this alone. We, no. we have people that that's true that, that that provide, and it's just the same with kids, right? You know, kids come to school and yeah. and uh, they need um, uh, you know, a blanket approach to to helping them, whether it be a uh, helping them out by supporting, giving, helping them out with some funds to get their prom, you know, their, their, their prom suit. That's right. It's prom or, season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and so I, or, or whether it be, you know, it, it was common for me in the past to have some kids that I would 
give allowances to for their grades. Yeah. Because they came from, you know, socioeconomic disadvantaged families where they didn't have money. So I, I would give them their, you know, biweekly money allowances for their grades, you know, because they weren't getting it at home. And for me, it was, it was nothing. It was just, it was just a way for me to, uh, to help them out. You know, I've, I've had kids where they couldn't afford a prom suit and I would pay for their prom suit, pay for their dinner because that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I you agree. Know? So at the end, I, of the I day, love that you do that with them. It's, and that changes people's lives. Those oh, little yeah, moments yeah. change, change someone's belief in themselves. Like, it's not yeah. just other people that can enjoy this. I can enjoy it too. And then people do pass it down to others. You know, they'll be like, hey, in the future, I want to do this for someone too. It's so true. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's a quote that I really like. And I know, I don't know if you're a fan of the movie Gladiator. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that I have to say, quote. yes, I love Gladiator. <laughs> that famous quote, you know, Russell Crowe in the beginning. I mean, it's such an incredible movie. But when he's walking through the, uh, there's a line, right? Getting its troops ready for battle and he tells them that what we do will echo in eternity. Uh, I just love that quote. I mean, I, I, I use it all the time because it's really relevant to the work that we do. You know, what, 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 what other profession? I mean, there's other professions out there like, you know, doctors and, um, which, um, you know, they provide such a, just a high level of care for our people that need That's it. Right. And, and in a way they, you know, they also, the work that they do, but as educators, we're able to impact numerous lives mm-hmm. and and in a lot of ways when we're no longer here that work that impact will continue um, and it will echo and so that's you're so think, right i always think about that you're, you're so right about that and i love that you share that again i love they get to hear that from the superintendents including yourself i've talked to because you'll rem- like the Education gives you something for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, that is yours. It's like mine, right? My education was by thousands of people who cared about me, investing in me. And you talk about that with your team, and you and the people those those hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people we interact with life who are invested in you, you know, and making sure you're successful as an individual and as a student. And everything around you, it, it truly is an incredible endeavor. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about, you know, you know, we start off talking about the small schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The small schools are a, such a cool place to be. I grew up in a very small town in the Northeast, right? And oh, I yeah. lived in LA for a long time, yeah. moved to small little Monterey. Mm-hmm. Now I'm up near San Francisco, but the different communities I've lived in, it's like, they really embrace the schools and the leaders and really see that difference. And it sounds like you embrace the community just as much when you're there. Yeah, it's, uh, I love it here. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a small, I, I, I live in Chico. Oh yeah. I live by upper park and I'm able to mountain bike every day, which is great. Whenever <laughs> I want to. You know, sometimes I, I've gotten injured. I haven't done that in a long time, but, um, you know, I drive to work and, and I just feel so, you know, blessed yeah. you know, to, you know, you know, to, to, to be able to do this. 
and 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 continue doing it right in a higher level uh, that I never there's never a downtime for me I'm always trying to be as innovative as possible mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I also seek um, input from other colleagues I'm part of the UC Davis superintendent network oh nice uh, so there's a lot of folks there that uh, uh, that I hold to a high you know, high high uh, respect and 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 sometimes I share ideas with them um, mm. and uh, we meet every so often to discuss different state initiatives and and uh, and and just kind of share ideas and maybe they're doing something that's working for them that I might want to do yeah so I think it takes that level of collaboration in our line of work to be as progressive as possible and move the district where it needs to go. So, I mean, you're out there racing mountain bikes. You're being a superintendent. Obviously, you said you're innovating, you're working. I mean, it's, it is the love, like you mentioned, of the kids and the teachers and the families and that, that smile on their face, too. And oh, yeah. You know it. Now, if, do you guys have a um, migrant education program in, in Los Molinos, too? Yeah, it's actually part of the Butte County Office of Education program. Oh, okay. So they, okay. they offer that, which statewide, as you know. Uh, I know there's regions. Have, yeah, there's yeah. different regions. And yeah. I do, have to, I do have something to say about migrant education that I think is, is relevant to this conversation, but I was a migrant student. Okay. You know, when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I actually worked for them before I became a school counselor. I was one of their uh, health and uh, welfare directors. Oh, that's and cool. I, and I covered uh, uh, Chico all the way to the Oregon border. Actually, my younger brother uh, has been working for them for almost 20 plus years. And uh, he does a lot of the out-of-school out of youth programs for kiddos. In fact, he services my district. So it's kind of cool to see uh him coming into my campuses every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in and I'm like, what are you doing here, dude? <laughs> you know, and it's, and, and he still, he, he has that level of love that I have for kids. Yeah. So it's nice to have uh, that program around and have people like him uh, helping our kids. So, yeah. Now I, I remember at Cal State Monterey Bay, we had the camp program, the college assistant migrant program. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I got to know the, I don't know if it was region 14 out of Salinas. Um, we used to work with them in tandem on so many different things. Mm-hmm. One of my very good friends, uh, Perry Angle, who used to work for Cal State Fresno and then Monterey Bay and then Fresno City College. And part of those programs, a trio director, you know, all those. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. Those are excellent programs. Uh, talent yeah. search. Yeah. I mean, you name it, all the EOP, mm-hmm. all of it, right? Foster Youth Connections. We did a lot of one of the wonderful things about Monterey Bay. What we got to do too is work with superintendents like yourself is create those memos of understanding. Hey, if there's foster youth that need help, we're going to help you get in touch with them and work together. So we had some great partnerships and connections to make sure the kids had what they needed. Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, there's really the beauty of working with the CSUs and the community colleges and the school districts is that's our mission is to do that every day and make sure the connection can be real, not just, well, here's a flyer in the mail, right? Something very different. Well, you know, you mentioned um, um, 
post-secondary, which is uh, extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, you know, that that's another layer of, of where our kids need to go to be successful in life. Yes. Be productive right. citizens. But yeah, it's... Uh, well, you mentioned college and the connection to colleges yeah. and that those partnerships. Um, now, do you have kids doing um, anywhere? You know, is Butte the closest community college? Is there one a little closer? We had actually great relationships, collaborative relationships with Butte. Oh, nice. College, Chico State. Mm-hmm. Also, Shasta College. Shasta oh, yeah. College, Shasta College has been amazing. Uh, oh, wow. As a collaborative partner. We offer two sections of dual enrollment courses. Okay. Well, sections at the high school within the master schedule. So students are able to take a variety of uh, college classes during the school day. And so it's common for our kids to leave with like 30 or more units. Awesome. By the time they graduate uh, high school. So it gives them a leg up for their freshman year. You know, usually get some of those math English courses, maybe some science courses out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there's also that level of uh, accomplishment, right? Where oh, yeah. a kid, senior, junior has completed college level courses. There's a can do attitude about that. Like, yeah, you know, I can handle college. Yeah. And I know that I can be successful. So I, I'm a huge supporter of dual enrollment. Uh, or articulated courses at the high school level. I also, also think it's a benefit for our parents. It's uh, true. It demystifies yeah. what it is. Yeah. Be like, exactly. oh, I see. And mm-hmm. and you're right. Like a lot of it is helping parents to understand that they don't have to feel afraid of what they don't know. It's also a cost savings for parents. Oh, huge. Uh, yeah, to have exactly. kids, uh, yeah. Um, and, and we pay for their college books. The tuition oh, fee, awesome. we, we pay for everything. I know there's, it, it's interesting how um, state aid can help pay for the, some of those courses, but not federal aid. And it's, I, it, I, I wonder if that's going to be an issue anyway. I know we're not really talking politics, but yeah. when it comes to financial aid and, you know, these, the early college stuff and the state support and the district support, I know it's, it's growing everywhere, um, early college and, you know, the dual enrollment kind of thing. Uh, I, I, you know, if I would have had that in high school, I think I would have oh, yeah. accelerated uh, my uh, my college journey a little bit faster. And some, you know, these kids are are are, are able to get their four year degrees in three years, three and a half years. Yeah, you know? it makes a difference. And like you said, oh, that yeah, one year of cost savings is huge. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so, but um. You know, I just wanted to say a couple more things about the whole social emotional component, uh, because I do think COVID um, really created um, a sense of solitude, I think, with a lot of our students. I mean, they had social media where they were able to interact with their friends, you know, through different apps and so on. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. But nothing beats human face-to-face interaction. Yeah, and in our district, we only shut down for the state mandatory shutdown back in 2020, those first three or four months. And then we were live 
throughout the COVID pandemic. And so we never shut down. We were open. We, and I think we were able to do that because we're such a small district. But, mm-hmm. uh, but we still had to um, do the quarantining and all that. But not having that uh, to, uh, to monitor what we do or to have it impact our sports programs or educational programs. Yeah. It's so such a relief, I have to tell you. Oh, <laughs> I can only it's imagine. Just, it's oh. having yeah, I, 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 I when I think about that 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 period, it's almost like a blur. It was like uh watching uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, that's true. Repeating the same day over and over again where it's uh, quarantining kids and so and so got COVID and and uh, you know I uh, we lost a couple staff members uh, because of COVID and that was oh boy that was difficult for us to go through um, and uh, so and, sorry to hear that for them the yeah. families too wow oh yeah and uh, wow. and so you know those are all uh, uh, things that um, I think impacted a lot of staff a lot of students. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we, as a district, we 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 understand that, and we we do whatever we can to provide that social emotional support for our students, and uh, make sure that they have uh, what they need, uh, outlets for them to be uh, a part of, um, and uh, class programs, sports. Uh, do you find that so- the introduction of this into our normal everyday language with school has been a good thing. Again, I, I'm not like trying to set you up for anything. I'm just, I think it's wonderful, but I'm just curious from your perspective as a leader. You know, I think, um, I think COVID taught us uh, a lot of things. Yeah. It taught us to be learners again. Mm. Because Good point. sometimes we forget that you know, we're, we're, we're all learners. It doesn't matter if you're a superintendent, a board member, or a teacher, or whatever. We're all learning. We always have to be learning. And COVID yes. taught us that, that you know, distance learning, uh, finding new ways of connecting with students, uh, and then being uh, good at multitasking and shifting initiatives on the fly uh and what, what you know what you thought you were going to do changes in a couple of weeks during that era and uh mm-hmm. and so it taught us that and uh it also reminded us of the uh of the need uh, to focus on student staff relationships uh, as, as a big part of um providing the best uh, service to our students. I think that's a good point. It really kind of reset a lot of us on a lot of different tracks. And you, as a district leader, were like a lightning rod for a lot of the conversation. And, mm-hmm. you know, the superintendents I've talked to, like, you know, we're still recovering. And a lot of them were at different parts of the country. Some closed down, like you said, for the minimum. And then we're back in. And though, and then there was, I mean, Vermont, California was different all over, right? Um, the Vermont superintendents, they were shut down for months. I mean, it was hardcore shutdown in Vermont. 
Mm-hmm. So they're still just coming out of the yeah. the haze because it's only been a year, which is hard to believe, but it has, you know. Yeah, I know. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's sure nice not to wear a mask. So. <laughs> you see kids Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? In your podcast with your kids. Um, what are they telling you these days? Like, what are they saying and what's on their mind? You know, my, my, the, the podcast that we have is, uh, like I was telling you, it's, it's Oscar and I, my MOT director. And we take similar to what you're doing with me, right? We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we go on this little journey as far as, um, who they are as a person and, and, uh, what their hobbies are, what they like to do, what their, uh, uh, goals are in life and where they're headed and, and their values and and we ask a lot of questions in regards to their academic success um you know we talk about hot topics like social media bullying or or uh um you know other topics relevant to a typical high school student right and uh and they're able to navigate those conversations. But the joy that I get out of doing this podcast is just to really hear yeah, and understand yeah. them on a different level. And, and when we talk about music, they, they, uh, and it cracks me up whenever I bring that topic because <laughs> some of them like bring up bands like Van Halen from the eighties. And I'm like, how do you know that band? And they're like, well, my, my parent listens to it all the time. And I'm like, well, you tell your parent, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so you ha- you're able to have those conversations <laughs> with, with, with the true. kids, you know, and then they get to see you as somebody who cares about them. And, and I like to put that out there for my community because I want them to know the kind of kids that we're producing through our districts. And like I said, it's a good role model for other kids to hear those topics, advice to incoming freshmen, and and mm-hmm. it gives a it, it gives a validation platform for those students uh, to confirm yeah. the work that they've done and celebrate that, that work through a recognition of a podcast with their educational leader in their district, and that's why I do it. I love that. I, I mean, you're right. Like listening to them, spending time with them, like just having that dedicated time with the kids. I mean, since you're not a teacher any longer, it does help you probably stay connected. Like, okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing that podcast and I even enjoy doing it more because mm-hmm. we do, we are students at Gridley high school which we started a multimedia pathway there when I was. Oh, nice. They do our podcast for us. Oh, so they do the production. Yeah. Ah. They do the editing, they do the production and we pay those kids. Okay. To, to, to do our podcast. And that teacher there, Steve Allard is amazing. Uh, And so I like, I like that aspect of it as well, because in a way I'm still supporting yeah, that career technical ed pathway that we helped that I was part of creating when I was a high school principal there. Direct application of what they're doing that the district is producing. And when you walk out and you're like, 
well, I did this podcast in my district. And someone goes, well, there's 400 of these. You really did do this. That's huge for these kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, a resume builder for those kids that yeah. might want to go into uh, this field. Um, yep. You know, whether, whether, you know, whether it's uh, as they're going through college or, or when they get their degree, that, that's a, a sample of their work that they can use. I love it. I love it. Well, it's been, you know, it's been so fun to talk to you. Um, the time always, I think I say this every time at the end, I, I, I hear myself, it just goes by so quickly Yeah, it does. Yeah. and we just start to get into it. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I love about getting to know you as a superintendent and the other ones are, is your journey and what the love that you have for the kids and your teachers and your leaders who help make all this happen, like that, the mission that you talked about yeah thanks david it's uh it's it's been a pleasure talking to you and sharing some of my uh background and and i do agree with you i i I think uh a lot of superintendents share that same sentiment that i have in regards to why why we do this work and 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 the impact that it has uh, for the people that we serve and ourselves um, I know I talked about that a little bit as far as what it brings to us mm-hmm. and, and, and our journey in life. Because, you know, David, at the end of the day, we don't take nothing with us, man. That's right. That's we true. Leave, we don't take nothing except our footprint that we left behind. And that's what we leave. That's what we take with us. Our memories, the impact that we had um, on those that we served and, and I always think about that, and I always remind myself of of the power uh, of that those relationships, and 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 they will always remember that. So. I love it. We can end it right there. Perfect, right. Joe. Uh, Joey, thank you so much for your time, and yeah, I, I love hearing your story and what you've done. And I know people enjoy hearing this too. So thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Plexus High School Leadership Podcast Series. If you'd like more information on this podcast or Plexus, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.